0: I hope you're ready. Here comes some hot takes, some smack talk, and some absolute nonsense. It's season four! Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for
1: woo-woo-woo, caddy woo! woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you.
0: And Elijah Arnold. Here
1: we go, kid. Time to shine. Slammer, slammers, and that's not what said. I'm going to tell you a worse story than that right now. <laughs> I literally poured milk onto my testicles.
0: Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans. That's fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. Tonight, episode 175... Joined tonight, as always, by my co-host with the most. You know him as the OG Olive Garden Pimp. Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox. He's on the Twitter bird. At the Knox says, Steve, another week in the NFL has gone by. Unfortunately, the Vikings didn't tie this
1: weekend. Or lose. So we're uh, looking at a good week. In my book, Vikings Don't Lose, Good Week. Mm.
0: I don't know about that i don't know i don't know i don't know must be nice to not lose i don't remember what that's like <laughs> it is really hard to be a philadelphia eagles fan sometime sometimes this is one of those times i'm flustered so uh we're not gonna dick around the pickle tonight let's get right into some football talk because how about my arizona cardinals am i right only undefeated boy, team boy. in the league. And Zacherts would score his first touchdown as an Arizona Cardinal. And the significance of such touchdown? The longest of his career, of course. Because why Why <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, I miss you, Zachary. Come home.
1: An improvement for the Texans. They got five points this <laughs> week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to make a point on that a little later. I'll save it, but good for them. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals team to beat in the NFC right now.
1: I guess. (laughs) You're the only undefeated team, I guess, you know, from here on out, there's going to be a bigger target on your back for whichever team you're playing week in and week out. So I wonder if a team has ever started the year seven and zero and not made the playoffs. That's a good question. Yeah, that's why I asked it, Steve. I'm uh, just kidding. I, <laughs> I don't know if it's seven and zero. It's happened before, but I know plenty of teams have started four and five and zero and not made the playoffs. But seven, you're really going to have quite the fucking collapse. it, it
0: ain't pretty. She ain't how the natives would say, uh, pretty of sorts. Um, Question for you. The defending AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs. In your opinion, at this time, what is the percentage that they make the playoffs? They are currently three and four and struggling,
1: grunting, I give them about a 70% chance to make the playoffs. Still? Yeah.
0: Man. I mean, mean, it is is the (laughs) the Chiefs, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, they're three and four. They're two games back in their division, which the Raiders are the ones who are leading the way. I mean, that's just a collapse waiting to happen. But if you look around the rest of the AFC, like it's not really there's no pull away teams. Like you a couple teams in the north that are five and two, Tennessee is five and two, the Bills are four and two. Like a lot of these secondary teams are still three and four, four and three kind of you know area. So there's still True. a lot of time. And I mean, just I mean, all across the board, even in the NFC it's like you got the division leaders and then everybody else is kind of just grouped together. And then there's the lions.
0: All <laughs> oh, the lowly lions at 0 and seven, but I feel like a win is on the horizon folks. Spoiler alert. Ugh. It's going to be a rough <laughs> 10 weeks to get through this season. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for draft season, huh? Draft time. Who are we going to draft? Okay, anyways. I know I'm a miserable Eagles fan right now, so I'll try to keep it as positive as I can. So last week we started a little thing doing the AFC-NFC jumble of the top teams. And I feel like after this past week with the Chiefs getting spanked, And the Bengals doing some spanking. We do have to make a little adjustment in the AFC. Right now, my top five AFC teams in the jumble. I have the Bills, Chargers, Ravens, Titans, and those feisty, spicy Cincinnati Bungles. They look pretty
1: fun. Yeah, not bad. I don't know. I'm I'm still not sold on the Titans. They've lost a. Or they've won a lot of games that they should have lost, and it feels like their opponent kind of blew it. But so there's still a question mark in my book. But yeah, I don't know the the Bengals definitely uh, look like they're going to give the Ravens a run for their money along along the way for the AFC North.
0: At this point, they are in the driver's seat. They currently lead that division, which is kind of fun. Go Jojo Burger. Who would have thought pairing them up with Jamar Chase would be magic again? Literally everyone. All right, the NFC. That one really hasn't changed. We're still gonna roll with the Cardinals, Packers, Rams, Bucks, Cowboys.
1: sounds about right
0: (laughs) yeah not much changed there everybody did business this week except the cowboys who were on a bye i think yep let's hope for a cowboys loss this week all right good times afoot for everyone in detroit Week 7 recap. We'll hop right into it because the Eagles are the only JPP team to lose this week and play. Uh, An absolute ass-whooping. The Las Vegas Raiders host the Eagles and defeat them 33-22. Now, you might look at that score and think this was a close game. It was not. The Eagles went up against a Raiders team who ranked 28th against the run. And to start the game, the Eagles had it had the game plan down. They ran the ball all the way down the field that set up a nice little uh, pass from Jalen Hurts to Kenny Gainwell for a touchdown. And looked effortless. They literally walked down the field. Then on the next drive, we had six straight passing plays and a punt. <laughs> from that point on, the Raiders would go on a 30-0 run which is always good in American football. And <laughs> I don't get the mindset. It's like very frustrating to watch it. If the run game is working like that, why, why go away from it? If it's working, make them stop it before you, you know, completely abandon the run. I mean, when you're down 30 to seven, you know, you're in a place where you have to throw it, but all that time you weren't, I don't know. Like, obviously, Miles Sanders' injury plays a small part, but come on, you still had Boston Scott. You still had Kenny Gainwell. Those guys were still running the ball decently, you know, when they got the opportunity. But I used to be a big advocate of the RPO, especially for guys like Jalen Hurts, but there's something not right with this RPO game where Jalen Hurts is constantly behind the receiver with the ball. It's, it's, It's not good. It's... I think we've said it before, but this just doesn't feel like we're watching an offense that a coach designed. It feels like we're just watching a coach who's just picking plays. There's no rhyme or reason to his play calling. He's just throwing darts at his play sheet and hoping something sticks in it. As bad as the offense, you know, discombobulated as it's been, like the ass whooping in this game came on defense. This defense is historic on a historic pace to be bad. I mean, it's an absolute joke. QBs not named Sam Darnold are just absolutely tearing this defense apart. Derek Carr to the tune of 91% completion percentage. Come on. Are you serious? On the season, teams the team is giving up a 75% completion percentage. That's insane. No pressure. Everything's easy because the safeties are 46 yards off the ball. The linebackers are running around like there's money raining from the ceiling and they're trying to catch the dollar before it hits the ground, like in one of those little plastic tubs where the fan's going and there's bills and you're just reaching up and grabbing. It's it's not even funny. It's It's frustrating. You, as an Eagles fan, or even a football fan, you watch the an Eagles game, and you know if the Eagles don't score on every single drive, they're done. They have to boat race everyone. What we thought the Cowboys were going to have to be are what the Eagles are, and the Eagles don't have the offense or the offensive play caller like the Cowboys do to do that. This division is literally the Cowboys and nobody else. Yeah, and the Raiders didn't even have Darren Waller. They didn't have Darren Waller. Josh Jacobs went out with a rib injury early. It was Foster Moreau, mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro. Plays for the Red Sox. And Brian, what was it, Brian Edwards? Like, yep. Henry Ruggs is on the team, and he wasn't even that much of a threat One this catch. game. <laughs> it's, it's like, what the fuck are we doing? What are we watching? Not... Okay, so not to just completely shit on the team, but... Again, once again, officiating terrible in this game. Terrible in all three games that I had the chance to watch live. This team makes me so angry, I can't stop yawning. And I apologize. The... The team of Jesus, who was it? Kenny was it? Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma. I don't know what game they were watching, but it was
1: very, very bad. I don't know if you looked at Kenny Albert's face. Jesus it's Christ! Tough to, <laughs> tough to determine whether he's watching anything at all. <laughs> ah, Jesus! Just
0: some of the stuff they were saying. I'm like, are we watching this? <laughs> same game like what the f- oh, I was getting so pissed off cause even like when the Raiders would have the ball Carr would complete a pass and oh, yeah, I don't think that was the throw Carr wanted to make well it went 47 yards for a first down I think he's okay with it <laughs> the Eagles suck moving on um, I think you remember this little bit that I started back in the off season, and it's officially time to bring it back because hashtag Fire Halle is back because Howie Roseman has assembled one of the crappiest teams I've had the pleasure of watching. I don't think it's a lack of talent either. I think it's a... Howie is so full of himself that he had to get a yes man as a head coach. Did you see the reports that came out in the last few days about multiple head coaching candidates declined an interview strictly because of Howie Roseman and how he interferes with coaches? Not
1: surprised.
0: Unreal. Fire Howie, but we won't ever fire Howie because him and Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, are just buddy, buddy, good old pals. Well, listen, this is a business. It's time to take friends and family out of the situation and remove the problem. You have three potential first-round picks last year, and if Howie Roseman is making those picks, I have 0% faith that we will draft anybody that will be worth a damn. How's Justin Jefferson doing? Is he good? Not bad. Because we could have had Justin Jefferson and Jeremy Chin. Yep. Nope. We got Jalen Hurts and Davion Taylor. How's that working out? <laughs> Players of the game on offense, no one. And on defense, no one. I don't feel like giving anybody a kudos. The only person I would give a kudos to is Jason Kelsey for his absolute I'm-done-taking-this-bullshit-moment on the field. When he, Oh, that was the thing. So he had his... uh helmet ripped off during a play, and Kenny Albert's like, the flag for taking your helmet off the field, you just can't do that. It was removed for him there, Freddie. And on defense, I will actually give the nod to Fletcher Cox for calling out his coaching staff in his post-game press conference, saying, I'm not allowed to be aggressive. I run the play that's called. Woo! Doggy. Love it. Alright. Vikings had a bye, so they didn't tie or lose, which is good. And the player of the game was still Kirk Cousins somehow.
1: (laughs) It's going to have to be again here coming up. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Uh, Aside from the Eagles, a pretty wild week in the NFL. Uh, Mother Nature was a cruel, cold-hearted bitch to the West Coast. If anybody watched... The uh, Niners Colts game? Niners Colts game or the Saints Seahawks game last night? What a wild time. It was a fucking monsoon both nights. So, with that being said, Soupy Von Doopy a la
1: Yes.
0: I believe it's all time.
1: Well done. No studs and duds studs and duds it's all time for studs and duds
0: studs and duds week seven put them on the board no charge i actually came prepared this week i got three studs and three duds
1: three Holy
0: yeah i mean it was a fun week in football it was not a fun week in fantasy football Because I faced off against the first stud I have here, and that was Jojo Berger, a.k.a. Joe Burrow, in his 416 yards passing, three touchdowns against what was supposedly a very good Baltimore defense. So I'm going to give the nod nod, to Jojo Berger.
1: I'm going to go ahead and give my first one out to his teammate, Jamar Chase eight receptions 201 yards and a touchdown which was a phenomenal play of him just 80, breaking a couple yards t- breaking a couple tackles and then just pulling away from the crowd like see ya. he put it in another gear that those guys didn't have it
0: uh the guy's insane first of all he is hands down going to win rookie of the year like if he doesn't play the rest of the year he still wins rookie of the year it's wild but he was also on here as one of my studs Thank you, Steve. I will skip ahead then to my last stud, who I had the misfortune of also playing against, and that's two Coopers, one cup, aka Cooper Cup, 156 yards, receiving two touchdowns. I played against Joe Burrow and Cooper Cup to the tune of 82.5 points this week. So,
1: ass kicking complete. Uh, my next stud is... Uh... Tom Brady throws four touchdown passes, became the first quarterback to throw for 600 in his career in the NFL. How in the world is this guy having like his best season at age 44? (laughs) He's got 21 touchdown passes so far this year. Leads the league. Somebody should check the uh, PSI in those balls. I think uh, you could probably <laughs> ask the guy in the crowd who Mike Evans gave the 600th touchdown <laughs> the ball away to. That guy got I made out. up. Guy, yeah, he got made. He made out pretty well for giving that ball back to Tom Brady. Holy shit! Not too shabby. Not too shabby.
0: I guess I'm going to give an honorary stud this week since we both had Jamar of the Chase Clan, and I'm going to go to Zachary of the Earths Clan. For his career long touchdown pass. I thought his name was No Yak Zach. He got plenty of yak on that touchdown. Congratulations, Zach. I hope you win a ring. Go cards. Go go red, whatever they say. I'm going to have to figure out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my last stud is going to be the New England Patriots. Um, this is what you should do. Or what it should look like when you play a team that you're supposed to beat. The Patriots went and hung a 54-burger on the Jets. That's what you need to do right there. Like The Jets are a terrible team, and you need to let them know right off the bat. And you score 31 points in the first half. Like, man. This is what pisses me
0: off about football, though. Because... You know, teams like the Patriots should have to play real teams, not the University of New York football Jets. It's like when Alabama plays Keene State.
1: They don't even have a football program. I mean, you say that, but look at the Eagles division the last decade. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the difference between FBS and FCS, you know? (laughs) No, not
0: really. (laughs) We're one of those power, what do they call them? Power five, not power, power five. fives. Is that what they call
1: Yeah, power five conferences, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12. We're like the Mountain West SEC. of this whole thing,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's funny because Kellen Moore is pretty much leading the charge over there. Go, boys. There sure is. All right, let's get to the duds. Soupy, why don't you kick off the Dettles?
1: Uh, Justin Fields. <gasps> 22 for 32, 184 yards, and completed three more passes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) Uh, Poor guy. No shot over there. Dude, I'm so mad that the Vikings are playing the Bears week 15 and week 18 this year. Like, Matt Nagy's going to end up being fired before they get to play them. And they're going to be a completely different team. And it just pisses me off so bad. <laughs> then they'll be good. <laughs> hole right now. That's funny. That's funny.
0: My first uh, dud is going to be Jonathan Gannon. Familiar with him? If not, let me give you a little uh, bio. He's a first-time defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, go figure. First time, huh? Pig gulps, huh? Right. Well, send in a safety. I feel bad for the guy because he's getting torn apart in the media, but whatever they're doing on the field, it's not working, and they're not adjusting. So, I mean, if you, me, and the booger on the wall can see it, I don't know what the hell he's looking at. Like, these guys are watching tape all week. They see what the team is good at, what the team is bad at, and they still can't stop it. He can't come up with a plan. He's a dud. Moving on. He's a dud.
1: Uh, for me, the Carolina Panthers, what the hell are you doing? Like, just absolutely awful showing against the New York uh, yeah, the New York Giants. Um, Sam Darnold looked like New York Jets Sam, uh, Sam Darnold. 16 of 25, 111 yards. That's all you got? Yep. And, a, and you threw a pick? Oh, not to mention... They might be missing Christian McCaffrey just a little bit. Chuba Hubbard goes twelve carries for twenty-eight yards. They completely Yikes.
0: abandoned the run too. Two, I was watching that game and two yards in a attempt.
1: Two yards in a attempt.
0: <sighs> Bad. It's funny because my second dud was Sam Darnold because, like you said, Jet Sam Darnold showed up and I know we were kind of high on Sam Darnold being with the Panthers and. You know, we thought it was maybe an Adam Gates broke him type thing. But, you know, maybe he just doesn't have it as an NFL quarterback because I he had guys open. He just couldn't hit them.
1: It's it's strange. Sam Darnold, my second dud. Yeah, and then I'm, we're going to go down to the Kansas City Chiefs. You kind of have to. That offense only scores three points. Your leading receiver's name is Byron Pringle. Like must have, to, uh, <laughs> must have been related to must uh, have been related to Percy Pringle better known as Paul Bearer <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. The, the Chiefs, man, they just I don't know that was ugly That's probably about as ugly as it's going to get for them but you made Tennessee look really, really good on defense
0: Let me uh piggyback off you because My uh, third dud comes in threes. It's the Chiefs, the Panthers, and the Bears. Do you know what these teams have in common, Mr. Superlicious?
1: Uh, They only scored a field goal.
0: Three points (laughs) in a full game of American football is atrocious. And thank God for the safety, or the Texans would be on here too.
1: (laughs) Well, it's even worse because the Chiefs didn't even score until the fourth quarter. When you're down, you're already down 27 nothing, And for some reason, with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, you settle for a field goal. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. Just chipping away at it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, uh, yeah. It's bad. All three of those teams. Like, I, the Bears played... Tampa you know <laughs> pretty solid team right pretty great defense like you know that's a that that one I give a little bit of a pass to
1: well the fact that the Bears were able like uh, what's his face Khalil Herbert um, what's his nuts yeah he uh he actually ran for 100 yards against the Buccaneers which is a very rare occasion for anybody to do True enough, as the kids would say.
0: That's probably going to go ahead and wrap up studs and duds for week 7. Hopefully week 8 will bring some great, great studs and no duds. Just great football that we can all watch and enjoy. But it's not likely because we're fans of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. And heartbreak and misery is just part of the game.
1: And our middle names.
0: <laughs> so we might as well get into the week eight previews and see see, 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 see Stephen Knox. I'm gonna go to you first because we haven't had much to talk about for the Vikings for a couple of weeks. So why don't we talk about the Vikings for a couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, the Vikings will be hosting the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football that's Halloween can't wait this should be real fun to watch um Vikings kind of have the work cut out for them on defense I mean if you look at the the Cowboys offense has just been extremely potent so far this year they're scoring 34 points a game Mm. that's not good (laughs) (laughs) if you're if you're playing them anyway um Vikings defense has kind of been stingy in regards to like that number because they're only allowing they're allowing just under 23 points a game so but you're gonna have you know big challenges here and you got to know that the Cowboys are gonna get their yards they're gonna make their plays the issue is going to be can you keep them out of the end zone like it's over over 300 yards passing a week uh for Dak Prescott so you know, he's probably going to put up similar numbers. It's just going to come down to how you can play defense in that in that red area. And, you know, adversely, how are the Vikings offense going to perform in the same red area? Because if you're going to hold them to field goals, well, you better be scoring touchdowns. And this Cowboy defense has, you know, been susceptible, uh, uh, easy for me to say, susceptible to the pass um, and have been very stout against the run so it'll be interesting to see you know the game plan and how it gets dialed up uh, by Kubiak this week but you know for me it really comes down to you know how are the how is the secondary going to play Bashaw Breeland has to be on his a game Cam Dantzler has got to be on his a game like no Patrick Peterson you're going to be leaning heavily on those guys because, I mean, look at who you're covering. There's going to be a ton of <laughs> you know, ton of options out there for Dak. And also, you might even want to look at, like, uh, Eric Kendricks having to be the one that's probably going to be um, defending their tight ends. So that'll be a, a big problem there too. And you're also <laughs> allowing um, almost 130 yards on the ground. And with a combination of Zeke Elliott and um, Pollard. What's his first name? Tony. Tony. I wanted to say Bernard. I don't know why. <laughs> the old school tight end? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Well, the big question in this game, though, is is Dak even going to play? He is questionable with that calf injury.
1: Yeah, I've seen that. And I don't know. It's, it's funny because they say that, but, like, the actual injury report full injury report right now doesn't even have him listed on it. So I don't know. I imagine he plays. I don't know why, he, you know, it's gotta be real bad, I guess, for him not to play. And, um, it's really would kind of be a shame. Cause I mean, this is a five and one Dallas team. And if you're looking to finally get over the 500 hump for the Minnesota Vikings, like you'd like to be able to prove you can hang with a team like this. So no
0: doubt. And we'd also appreciate the uh, dismantling of the Dallas
1: Cowboys franchise. So please. Yeah. And it's funny because if you go to the football power index, the matchup predictor is actually like 51-48 in favor of Dallas. So so you're telling me there's a chance. It's, it's honestly really close. A lot closer than I think most people would would think just because of the Vikings, you know, <laughs> record and, the way that they have lost some of these games. But I think that's just the one thing is you want to avoid losing in the fashion that they've lost so far this year, which is a really close game. <clears throat> you made mistakes and it cost you the game. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh,
1: come on. Kirk yeah, yeah, Cousins, Cousins is another one. He's got to have a great game. Um, you know, there's always that. Well, Kirk Cousin doesn't win primetime games narrative. But he's gonna he's had a great season so far and um you're gonna look to continue just taking care of the football and not giving the other team the opportunity to touch the ball. So I'm looking at Kirk Cousins get the ball the, the to corners, the playmakers. And whoever's covering the tight ends. Yeah. Just I, well, that's the other thing too, I guess the uh offensive line might have a couple problems with some dude named Randy Gregory who's been wreaking havoc this year so good luck steve
0: good luck to the vikings and as always dallas sucks Now this is going to be miserable because we're going to transition to the philadelphia eagles we're going to detroit to play the winless detroit lions and this is probably maybe a winnable game probably not though who knows with this team, you're going to go face an 0-7 team. And wouldn't it be true Philadelphia for us to lose this game? Because why Why not, right? We tried
1: to do it for you a couple weeks ago.
0: <laughs> I've, I'm I'm sure the Eagles are trying to be the first team in probably history to have the number one and number two pick in the draft. <laughs> so the way Miami's playing, it's looking like it. Great, right? Awesome. Stellar. Um. Looking at this game, right? I'm looking at a Lions offense that's only scoring 18 points per game. The D that's giving up 29 points per game. The Lions haven't scored over 20 points since week one on that garbage time barrage Jared Goof against the Niners. They were down like 40 to nothing or whatever stupid thing, and they tried to come back. And, I mean, this... I don't know if it's a Dan Campbell problem or if it's like just a overall talent because their entire receiving core pretty much yeah. left the stable.
1: <laughs> who like who does Jared Goff have to throw to? T.J. Hawkinson, like that's it. Yeah. Well, uh, did you some know some guy's last name is Cephas, which Qu- uh Quintez? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure he's hurt right now in the IR. But um, what was I gonna say? Oh, their leading receiver is DeAndre Swift. He is literally ranked eighth in the NFL in catches. Like, you want to talk about the dump-off king? Holy cow. But more of the point I'm getting at is, like, the only bright spot for the Lions is basically on defense, and it's Alex Anzalone. He's really, like, come on pretty hard as of late. He's a middle linebacker. I believe he was drafted by the Saints. Who dat? But, you know, this doesn't matter anyways because the Eagles don't throw in the middle of the field. So, whatever. Oh, my God. I can't even find anything to be happy about. That's what the Eagles have done to me. Miles Sanders will be out with his ankle injury that he suffered this past week against the Raiders. So, Kenny Gainwell, play me a tune, Kenny G, baby. Get the saxophone out. I want to see him score a touchdown and then do a little...
1: Saxophone thing.
0: G- Rock the saxophone I don't know. <laughs> Do some sort of Kenny G thing, right? Maybe he'll pull out a little fiddle and, <laughs> and then Jalen Hurts will run up. <laughs> Whatever. Jalen Hurts is going to run up and go Rock off. <laughs> Let's get some Willy Wonka up in here. Second Willy Wonka reference of the day for me. Like it. This, I don't know. we're about to get to the pick 'em here in a few minutes. But if Jared Goff completes 75% of his passes, Jonathan Gannon should be fired before they get back to Philadelphia. But last week, we talked about Nick Sirianni and how, you know, a source told Jake Glazier Sirianni is absolutely safe for next season. You know, no matter if they don't win another game the whole rest of the year. Well, Earlier in the season, Sirianni had me ready to run through a wall. And now it kind of feels like he's losing that locker room. So that's not really great. This is what happens when you hire a yes man instead of a actual head coach because you want to be able to control everything, Howie. This is your fault. Going back in time, kind of wish Deuce Daly was
1: hired. At least we'd be running the ball a little bit. So, yeah, your quarterback might not be the leading rusher on the team. I
0: mean, he still might be, but at least the other guys would get more than four carries a game. They ranked like, I think before the game against the Raiders, they ranked fifth in yards per carry in the whole league, and twenty ninth in carries per game. <laughs> like, about th- right. The offensive line is really good like they are really good when they start running the ball and they get into a rhythm like they are plowing people over and it's fun to watch imagine that and then we just say oh we might as well throw the ball 18 times in a row on quick outs the creativity I just I I think they're losing it they're losing the team so We lose to the 0-7 Lions, and it's gonna be a mess, so good luck. Soup, you got anything to add before we get to the Pick'em?
1: I don't believe so, no. Then let's
0: get to the Pick'em! Hey Pick'em, that's the name of the game. Snatching winners every week like a turnover chain, uh. Picking spreads over under long shots, ha! You know we got it cause our bank rolls on top! Alright, week 7 recap. This was not a good week for a couple people, and that includes Super Sticky Steve Knox and the Mad Simulations from SG1 Sports on YouTube! Your boy, though, shook Money, 3-1. That's me. Steve and Madden both went 1-3 this past week no notables moving on the standings after week seven as follow i am in the lead at 21 and seven steve is in second 16 and 12 Madden simulations 14 and 14 those simulations are just not what they were last year and i think it's because as elijah would say madden is broken so let's get to the week eight pick them And we might as well start at the bottom because we suck the Eagles go to Detroit to face the Lions and somehow the Eagles are favored by three and a half points, the over under is 48 and I am smashing the under. SG one sports on YouTube says the Lions in a shootout 35 to 28. My reverse juju did not work last week. So I'm just gonna go the right way and say the Lions get their first win of the season. 24 to 20 over the lowly. Can't stop a fart with a screen
1: door. Eagles. E A G L E S Eagles. Let's go. I'm taking the Eagles. I hope you're right. 29 to 12. I just
0: can't can't take them. They hurt my feelings too much. They have to go in the doghouse till they prove me wrong. Subvanium Vostikius.
1: Ah, the Cowboys come to Minnesota Sunday night football. Uh, Cowboys currently a two and a half point favorite over under is fifty five in SG One Sports. Has the Cowboys winning forty five to thirty eight? Don't like that. <laughs> but we're gonna ride with the boys uh and not the ones who ride cows the I'm boys with the, the motor vikings. toys yeah i'm picking the vikings this week we don't play the cowboys that often so we're going with the sugar man special vikings 31 17 yes you did all right i'm gonna pull the
0: reverse juju for you steve because anytime I want the Vikings to win, they lose. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys 27 23. So the Vikings can
1: actually win 28 27. Say, well, 27 23 isn't an overtime game. So you might as well change that. <laughs> 26 23,
0: maybe? <laughs> Let's see. 23 23. He gets it 29 to 23. How's that? We'll go 29- okay, 29. 23 cd lamb can get fined again for throwing up the deuces oh can we just Oof, Oof. all these ex eagles that go on to sign big deals with other teams and then they play exactly like they did in philadelphia and the fan base where they went are like wow he didn't play like this in philadelphia <laughs> yeah let me tell you they did they did folks All right, let's get to the games of the week, 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 week. I'm going to choose mine first because I'm going Thursday night football because my Arizona Cardinals are taking on Stevens Green Bay Packers. It's actually
1: the Packers at the Cardinals.
0: That's what I said, booby trap. (laughs) Packers at the Cardinals. Cardinals six and a half point favorite over under is 50 and a half. SG one sports is wrong, but they say the Packers are going to win 33 to 12. Come on. Come on. SG one sports. We all know that this is a Zacker. It's two touchdown game Cardinals. Pull it out. 31 to 20. Let's go.
1: Uh, I'm also taking the Cardinals over the uh, COVID-19 Packers. Uh, I'll take oh. the Cardinals 27 to 20.
0: That's big. No Devontae Adams.
1: That's the Adam Lazard game, folks. No, Lazard is listed as a close contact. And because, no he is, way. because he is unvaccinated, he's going to miss the next five days. So he is not playing. So you want to talk about guys letting their team down because of their vaccination status? Whoops. Here we go. <clears throat> it's almost like we told him this was going to happen. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> Who could have predicted it? Literally everyone. <laughs> Those stupid scientists that think they know everything.
1: <laughs> if they would
0: have just gone on Facebook, they would have learned the truth. So, <sighs> yeah. idiots. Soup. All right, my really game of the week to question your sanity with this choice, but go ahead.
1: Ah, this is a good one. They they earned a stud from me this week. Now let's see what they can do against the the uh the Patriots. Heading to go play the Los San Diego Chargers. Um, it's actually the Los Angeles Chargeros. <laughs> Los San Diegalos Chargers. Uh Chargers currently five and a half point favorite over under is 49. SG1 Sports. Smoking it. Good, good. <laughs> Patriots 47. Chargers 30. You want to talk about recency bias? <laughs> How could they have known? Right? Uh, just hey, roll with it, all right? Uh, um, I'm going to take the Chargers 28-23. You know me. I'm all about the Los
0: Angeles Chargers, so I'm on the Herbie train. Herbie to Keenan Allen for one, two, three touchdowns this week. How about the Los Angeles Chargers? And a Sugar
1: Man Special!
0: 31
1: to 17. Hit it. Sugar Man special. It's
0: a new jingle I just made. Hope you guys like it. Hey soupy Doopy Alagoopy. Any final thoughts this week?
1: Uh yeah. Have you heard have you seen all this stuff uh, regarding the Washington football team and the investigation that the NFL did? Where Roger Goodell came out and said they will not release their findings in their investigation. Wow, that doesn't sound sketchy at all. Right. And they're so there have now been ex Washington football team employees asking the NFL to make the report public, which makes you wonder what was going on all these years. Mm-hmm. Why would ex employees want, you know, bad news to get out there, mm-hmm. right? Or any news at all. Like so something fishy's going on. And I don't like it. Something definitely
0: fishy. It's got to be pretty bad. And it's probably in indicting of like some major, major people involved in the league. And that's what makes me think it's being covered up. I've heard rumblings that people believe Jim Ursay may be involved in some of this.
1: I have to think that Roger Goodell himself has to be has to have some implications with what's going on here, like having knowledge of something that was going on there. Because there is no reason other than that for him to not want to release this stuff. hmm
0: like, Especially so since they it's been said that the league wants the Snyder family out of there. Like, wouldn't this be the way
1: to push him out? unless there's a, I mean, obviously that would be the way. Cause then you could, you know, use this as like a scapegoat situation, but there has to be something in their investigation that links right back to them. So not a good look for the NFL. And I hope, you know, at some point Congress forces them to release whatever they have found with the WFT.
0: What a joke. Team can't even pick a name, so we're supposed to trust them. I know we kind of haven't said it much on this podcast lately, but we all struggle. me included, Steve included, Elijah included, my brother Steven included. We all have bad days. We all get into ruts and you know, just reach out to your friends and family because you never know who's struggling and you really can make a difference when you reach out to somebody. So I'd like to say thank you to the people that keep me upright yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: thank you for listening hit us up on twitter at joint practices at the Go at the knock says send us a tweet with the hashtag joint practices just to let us know you're listening maybe uh, send us an email joint practices pod at gmail.com we would really really like to hear from you we would really really like to do some more seven on sevens too Preferably, maybe we can get a team we've never done. That would be fun. Somebody come on here and tell us all about your Los Angeles Chargeros, huh?
1: Wouldn't that be nice? It would. wherever you're listening, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, tune in. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review, five-star rating, please and thank you. Ooh, got him.
0: Got him. Got it. That's Are it. we
1: done. We're done. Fly Cardinals, fly, baby. Skull <laughs> <laughs> Vikings. Down with them boys. Dallas sucks. They we out. <laughs> join, 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 join. Joint
0: joint practices that's that first stop i'll let you say that guy's name because
1: you like to say come it. move, Rouget hill join, join. granny Larson, i'm sure she'd love to hear it so yeah she'll love all the swear words and dank mm. jokes it'll be great Joint, 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 joint join, join DONG BISCUITS INSIDE
0: (laughs) See you, bye